Amen. It's good to be saved. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Turn your Bibles, if you will, to a very familiar scripture, Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Amen. 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 Yes. Amen. Anybody else got a word on your heart? Amen. All right. Luke chapter 5. Stand, if you will, for the reading of the Word of God. Amen. Luke chapter 5. Very familiar scripture last week. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the Word of God, he stood by the lake of Jesenrat and saw two ships stand by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. And when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net brake. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' feet, Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished at all that were with him, at the drought of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the son of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when thou hast brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. You may be seated. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight, Lord, for the privilege, Lord, to be in your house. We thank you, Lord, for your presence, Lord, here in the house of God. I pray tonight, Lord, that you would speak through us, God, the very words, dear God, that you would have to be spoken here tonight. Father, I believe with all my heart, Lord, that you, you put these words on my heart. God, you spoke to my heart this week, this past week, Lord, and my how you did speak. And Lord, I pray tonight, God, there's one here that's lost tonight, Lord, that be saved by your marvelous grace. One here tonight, God, that, Lord, that's walking afar off to be made now by the blood. And Lord, I pray tonight you'd help us. Lord, encourage us. And Lord, I pray you'd touch our pastor, God, and help him and heal him. Lord, along with all those that are sick and afflicted in the church, God, many tonight, God, with uh, different uh, problems, dear God, the stomach viruses, dear God, and these allergies, Lord, and the cold and the flu and so much. But dear God, we just pray you touch each and every one and heal according to thy blessed will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Last week we, we heard some great preaching. Our pastor preached from this very scripture. Uh, Brother Barry preached from this scripture. But I just wanted to share tonight, and I had this on my heart already, and, and uh, when the, as the day turned out, I thought, you know, I had a message all prepared, but I thought, no, this is what I believe that I'm supposed to do here tonight I got help last I got help during that revival amen did you amen I got help I get help from our preaching and 
uh, from our pastor and from the preaching. And, and also, um, one of the things that God has blessed me with is uh, I got to be in the pastor's office on a Monday morning. We have our staff meeting. And uh, he made one statement. He asked me, what, what did I get out of this revival? What, what, what did I get? What did God give me? And uh, he made one statement was, and I shared my heart with him, and my, the good and the bad. Of course, there wasn't anything bad, but the bad was in me. But he made one statement was, you're that other ship. And that just so helped me to put the whole week together. And I thought, I'm, I, it's not just me. It's all of us. We're all part of Solid Rock Baptist Church, amen? We're all part of it. And I want to preach to you tonight just for a few minutes. I'm not going to preach the message Brother Barry preached. I'm not going to try to preach what our pastor preached. But I want to preach uh, just for just a few minutes. Get on board. Get on board. Peter and the fishermen could have never got all the fish to shore without the other ship. It took two. God so blessed in such a way that Peter and his ship couldn't do it all. Peter couldn't do it all by himself. So Peter, he, I want you to notice there in verse 7, and they beckoned unto their partners. Peter wasn't out there alone, but he was out there with some other people. And the Bible says there, uh, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. And he said, for he was astonished, and all that were with him, but the drought of the fishes had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. He wasn't just Peter. But God was doing some work in Peter's heart, and, and we're not going to go there. But I want to talk to you tonight about that other ship. Uh, and get on board. You know, Peter's obedience produced results because God had told him what to do. He had been on the ship, he was teaching, and when he got done, he told Peter, he said, launch out into the deep and let down the nets. And because of Peter's obedience, there were some results there that more than Peter could even handle himself, his obedience caught the fish. And it wasn't just an ordinary catch. It was more than he could handle. It was more than he could do. And folks, uh, I don't know how many of y'all are aware of this or not, but man, if you're going to do anything great for God, it's going to take a whole lot of people. God will use a man, but there's a lot of people behind him uh, and supporting him and praying for him. And see, the problem uh, wasn't not with the fish. The problem that Jesus was dealing here was the problem. God had no problem putting fish in the net. And since 2008, 2007, 2008, you know, and the confession's good for the soul. Sometimes we, we go out every week and we go visit and we go door knock and we meet people along the way. And the preacher and, and myself and others, some of you too, make special visits. Thank God for a special visit last week when a lady gave her heart to the Lord. Amen. But it, it, it's that area of always telling and spreading the gospel and sowing the seed and telling people about Jesus and sometimes you know we get the idea you know we got the bus and we got the van and we do this and this and this and sometimes we just don't see no fish and you know Peter what really helped Peter he's a fussing and a grappling and a moaning and a groaning but he's seeing some fish and folks, if we're going to do anything for God, then we've got to be obedient to what God has us to do, has for us to do, and do what the Lord would have us to do, and we're going to see some fish. 
And here in, in, in this portion of Scripture, in these 11 verses, um, we see how all this is all laid out. And we see how the, the nets are full because of the obedience of Peter. The nets are full and called to the partners uh, to bring the net. And you know, it's much, much more than just that there would be a, a no question about it. Jesus is in the midst. You know, and sometimes uh, we, we work and God does things in us and we think, well, God, why are we not seeing this? Why are we not seeing that? Because many times when God's working in us, we don't see it until it's done. We don't see it till we're on the other side. We can't look and see necessarily what God's doing right now, but when we look to the other side, we get to the other side, we look back and say, my, it, God, it was you all alone. Peter's looking now. He's done fished all night. He's been out there all night, him and his buddies, and they've done all that they know to do. And man, Peter's tired, but man, he just thought he was tired. He wasn't tired as he was about to get, but he didn't know what exhaustion was yet. But Jesus here was after Peter's loyalty. He, he was going to get, he was, Jesus was going to get it even if he had to make Peter drop to his knees to bring him down. And you see there, he, he come down to Jesus's, he, he, he come down to his knees. And he said, he said, uh, saying, depart from me for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. Now, he realized who he was and because of his unbelief, but he believed Jesus and now he's seeing the results. Man, he's wore out. He's been out there all night long. Uh, he's 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 told He's done everything he knows to do. And may I say, I believe uh, our pastor and and us and, and our church. Man, we've done everything we know to do to reach this world. Over uh, twenty one thousand of those packets we've given out. So, some of you don't know this, but there were some ladies in the church mailing out mailers uh, ever so many a week for so many months, and those ladies mailed out over 800 of those mailers. And getting the gospel and spreading the gospel and sowing the seed in this community and trying to get the word of God out and doing everything that we know to do. And because... Folks, Jesus is coming. This thing's a winding down. We ain't got much longer to work. It's almost like, okay, we fished all night, Lord, but now, uh, man, uh, it's, it's dark and it, or it's time. You're, we know that you're fixing to come back. And here Jesus now, he's just bone worried, tired. He's a grumbling in his mind. And here comes Jesus. And G Peter could have very well thought, what is this carpenter going to tell me about catching fish? You know, and sometimes uh, that's the ideal of some of us. Well, what's so-and-so going to tell me about living for God? You know, and one year at pastor school, and again, I confess, it was when baptized teach. Preacher said, you going to pastor school? I said, brother, I don't want to go up there and them tell me 25 times how to win somebody to the Lord. I can tell somebody how to get to the Lord. I need somebody to tell, you know, but that's just me. God's, God's got other things in, point, in store for us. And God's doing some things. God was doing some things for Peter. God's doing some things for all these men on this ship. And now he's saying, you know, what's Jesus going to tell me how to fish? We've done done that. We've done done that. We've done, don't, don't you understand, Jesus? We've done done that. It didn't work. What's wrong with you, Jesus? It didn't work. Right? There, Jesus said, it's where I want you to go fishing. Uh, okay, okay, okay. If, if you say so, I'll go down and drop a net. 
one. I'll go give it a try. Oh, how many times God returns us to the truth we think we know. How many times we decided ain't going to work here. Ain't going to work here. We done done all that. Maybe Jesus, you just didn't get it. We drug him that's all blessed and not alone. We put them up on the shore. They want a stinking fish in it. And I've been a cleaning them things all day. I'm tired. Don't you understand? I know how to fish. I know. And Jesus said, no, go there. Right there. See, we need to understand. First Kings 17 he went to a rose, he went to Zarephath. And we came to the gate of the city. Behold, the widow woman was there gathering sticks. And he called her and said, Fetch me, I pray, the little water in a vessel that may drink. She's okay with that. And, he, and she was going to fetch. He called her and said, Bring me, I pray, the morsel of bread in thine hand. She wasn't okay with that. She said, As the Lord, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel. And a little cruise oil in a little oil in a cruise. Behold, I'm gathering two sticks. Ain't much. Just gonna take two sticks to cook it. That I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And it was right in the middle, right in the middle of her failure that Elijah said, Do mine first. Right in the middle of a failure. I just said, No, fear not, but go and do as I said. And make me thereof a little cake first. And bring it to me. Why could Elijah tell her to make his them first? Because she did right. She did right the right way. She did right the right way. So God sends him back to where he failed. God done something else. God sent him back to the deep place. Why can't he fish here on the shallow place? No, no. God sent him back to the deep place. The deep? Yeah, the deep. And he says, launch out. Now he's not moaning, launch out a little. He wants to get way out there which deep because then in a deep place he can't quickly turn and run back. One thing about launching out in the deep is you're launching out into a commitment that you can't easily get back from. And he finds that he goes. I love this. Somewhere we got to grow up in our Christian lives. There's a whole lot of you in our church. I love you. I love you dearly. You're doing right. You want to do right. I know your heart. You want to do right, but you're doing it the wrong way. It's time you got out of the kiddie pool. You're too big. You can't play in the kiddie pool no more. You got to get out in the deep water. You got to get out with the rest of the adults. I love this. A man... 
who's accustomed to giving orders and having his own way, was traveling. And he got lost. Imagine that. And he asked a young boy, which way to Dover? Child said, said, said uh, I, I don't know. And the man said, well, how far to Brighton? He said, I don't know that either. The man got louder. He said, is anybody around here can give me directions? He said, I don't know. Finally, the man got angry. He said, he said, son, you don't know much of anything, do you? He said, I know I'm not lost. <laughs> I love it. I know I'm not lost. Say, so here's your problem. Peter says, uh, uh, okay, okay, Jesus. Nevertheless, at thy word, he said, I'm going to do exactly, I'm going to do right. I'm going to do right. So he takes that freshly cleaned net. He puts it back on the boat. He, he moves the boat out into the deep. And he drops one net. Hold it. That ain't what God said. He's doing right, but the wrong way. Wrong way. He ain't got the right way. And what happens was, he begins to compromise the truth that he knows. He, Jesus didn't stutter. They clear. Nets. Paul. More than one. Tell you to do it. He didn't stutter. And Peter said, Okay, okay, I'm going to do what? I'm going to do right. But notice, he dropped one net. He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. Not with a perfect heart. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways, saith the Lord. When God confronted, told Israel to confront Jericho, God had a plan. You march around the city for six days and keep quiet. On the seventh day, all them bent up women had been quiet for six days. He said, on the seventh day, you turn them loose. They all began to shout and the walls fell. Amen. Need I say any more? Gideon faced a massive army of Midianites. And God said, I want you to take 300 men, some pitchers. He said, I want you to take some bugles. He said, I want you to take something, bust in pitchers and a lot. He said, and he destroyed an entire army because he did it right God's way. Hang on. Buckle your seatbelt, it's going to get a little rough. I do right in tithing, preacher, but not a tenth of all my increase. Not my first fruits. If we got any left over, if I can afford to, I put in a few dollars. If I if everything works out good, I can. Oh no, you're doing right, but the wrong. Oh, it's going to get worse. 
it's going to get worse. I want to be a member of the church, but I'm not going to be faithful. I want to be in part of that membership. I love that church. I'm, I am a member of that church. And when I, when, when I joined the church, I, I agreed I'd be faithful. But, but you just don't understand why we can't make Wednesday night. Probably won't be back tonight. Just don't quite understand that, do you, preacher? You're doing right, but the wrong way. Um... Oh, it's going to get worse. Hang on. I love my wife, but I don't love her the way Jesus said to. Husbands, love your wives. And then he tells us how we're to do it. As Christ loved the church. I told you to buckle in, so I'll give you a fair warning. If I were to go ask her, if I were to go ask her and say secretly now, nobody's going to know. I'm not going to tell anybody. Does he love you as much as he loves basketball, hunting, fishing, his, his toys, his, his money? Does he love you as much as he loves that? Shh. He won't tell anybody. You're doing right. You love your wife. But are you loving her the right way? Do you love her the right way? Oh, it's going to get worse. Buckle in, ladies. I love my husband. But I'm going to tell you right now, he ain't telling me what to do. I'm not submitting to him. Why submit yourselves unto your own husbands? As unto the Lord. I'm, me submit? No, it ain't happening. I wear the breeches, can't you see? Yeah, we really can. Ladies, don't do this. Years ago, it's been a long time, you wouldn't even remember it, maybe some of you might, but they're no longer here. I had a dear woman come back out of that church, her husband's up here, she said, she mentioned, you get out of here! I'd shot her in the name of Jesus. He just went. <coughs> Wives, you love your husbands, but you're making decisions and you don't give him not one bit of voice about it. You don't ask him squat. I'm going to do it. I don't care. You know why? Now listen to me. Now listen to me. If you, you got to hear the rest of the message. You know why? Well, Grandma will run her house. Mama will run her house. I'm running mine. Boy, it got quiet. Some of you spineless wonders, men, old Amen, preacher! Hallelujah! I do my own shouting if I have to. Don't bother me. Doing right. You're doing right. I didn't say you was doing wrong. You're doing right. But the wrong way. You're not, you're, it's doing. It is right 
for the kids in our Sunday school class to obey the teacher. How many of you believe that's right? Then why does it become wrong when your little girl comes home or little boy comes home and they're all silent? And you defend them. Where did you get that? What are you teaching that child? You're teaching that child it's okay for them to rebel. It's right, but you're teaching them the wrong way. You're teaching them the wrong way. Well, I, I told you, the message is going to get good. I, I want the pastor to marry us. But I don't, he's not going to have a voice in my marriage. I want to use him. We want to use the church. But we don't want him to have a voice in our marriage. Do you think we stayed married? This year, June, we'll celebrate 39 years. Just one more year, we'll celebrate 40 years. I know how to do it. Amen? Same one. And she still likes me. <laughs> or my money, I'm not sure which. No, anyway. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Pastor! Pastor! We want you to... We, we, we want to be married! But you're making decisions that keeps you out of the house of God. You're doing right, but the wrong way. I've got to make a living for my family. You know how to, don't you understand? There's no jobs out there. Jesus, don't you understand? They don't fish out there. There's none. We've got to do what we've got to do. So, I'm going to do it the wrong way. I'm going to take a job that keeps me out of the house of God. Do I need to go on or did you get the message? We want you to be pastor. We want a, we want a pastor that leads. But then we get mad when He don't give us our way and we go to another church. Do I need to go on? I can. I got a list of them. I want the pastor. Pastor, would you pray for me? But I got no time to come on Saturdays to pray myself. You're doing right, but the wrong way. Now I want you to notice something here. Peter said to Jesus, I'm going to do right. He said, I'm going to do right. Jesus said, okay. He said, well, thank you. So he pushes the boat out. He drops the net. And guess what God does? Don't miss this. God did exactly what he said he would do. 
He said, I'm going to fill that net up toward you. He said, I'm going to give you a drought. In other words, he said, I'm going to fill those nets up toward you absolutely. Can't even, you can't put another fish in them. Behold it. Don't miss this. Had Peter done right the right way, you could have took every fish in the world and put in them nets and they wouldn't have broken. God would have made them things stretch around the world if he had to and they would not have broken. Don't you listen to me now. God blesses when we do right. The broken nets come because you don't do it the right way. God done exactly what He said He'd do. Well, I must be right. God's a blessing us. Because God's a blessing you don't necessarily mean the, the net's not going to break. Right? I, 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 could, I could watch families all the way around this room that's got broken nets and sinking ships. Not because God didn't bless you. Because God did bless you. You did right. You did right. You know what? If you do right in tithing, you know what God said He'd do? He said He'd open up the windows of heaven and bless you that you couldn't even handle the blessing. That's exactly what He said. But you know what happens? If you don't do it right, you know what happens? The net breaks. The net breaks. It'll break every time. Here this morning, you can do right the wrong way. And are you ready for the consequences that comes? Are you ready for the brokenness? There was two things that came Peter brought into his own house. Don't miss this. Number one, he brought brokenness. And number two, he brought a burden. Them ships, when they got loaded down with the burden of fish, they began to sink. They didn't sink. But they began to sink because of the burden. This morning, right now, when we don't do right, the right way, then we bring to our house brokenness. You're blessed. But there's no joy in it. You're blessed. Man, I got a job. And I got a new wife. But I can't make it work. We're struggling. We're struggling. You know why? You did right. Don't miss this. God's very clear when He says that if you can't control your own lust, it's better to marry than to burn. And if you need any more illustration, just come see me and I'll explain it to you. But I'm going to tell you something. There's a right way to do things. There's a wrong way to do things. I'm trying to help you this morning because what I see with a lot of God's people is, Pastor, I do right. I come to church every week. I'm thankful and I'm a member and I do right. But here's the problem. You're doing it all the wrong way. You put five or ten dollars in every so often and wonder, why can't 
I get ahead. Don't work that way. You're blessed. And yet, you're struggling because the net's breaking on you. It's shattering on you. And there's a burden because the ships are sinking lower and lower and lower. Because, and it, it, it's amazing. It's, it's almost a paradox because you're being blessed. And, and, it, and you know that there were no fish there. You know there's no jobs out there. You know all of that stuff. And here it comes. But the wrong way will bring you brokenness every single time. And the net break. It's not God's will for the net break. It's not God's will. But I got that promotion. But then it cost you your marriage. I made a lot more money now than I've ever made. But you're not happy. You're broken. And the burden of it. Because it's doing right the wrong way. It's amazing. It's amazing. Hudson Taylor had had come to the place where he completely trusted God. Here's what he wrote. Our Heavenly Father is a very experienced one. He knows well that His children wake up with a good appetite every morning. He sustains... He sustains three million Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years. We do not expect He will send three million missionaries to China, but if He He will have ample means to sustain them all. We're bringing our own brokenness and burden into our own right. No doubt about it. I believe this this morning, and, and I say this without any reservations at all, I believe this morning there's some of the greatest Christians I know of in my lifetime, and with every fiber of your being, you are trying to do right. I believe it's in your heart to do right. I believe you're doing your dead level best to do right. Here's the problem. Here's the issue. You're just not doing it the right way. And you're getting blessed, but your net's breaking. Your net's breaking. Your net's breaking. Ship sinking! Ship sinking! Because you're not doing it the right way. Let me tell you what it brought to Peter. It brought conviction. Notice. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. I was puzzled with that. Why did it bring such a conviction? 